Hello, everyone, and welcome to State of the Republic podcast. Some of you might be watching us on video right now. We are actually now on video. And others of you are listening to our traditional form of communication, which is via our podcast platform. Well, my name is Luis, and today I am joined by our podcast mom, Sharon. How are you, Sharon? Hi, Luis. I'm doing well today. Thank you so much for asking. And how are you? I'm looking forward to our guests tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, still really happy that our uh, first ever uh, Jeopardy live on Saturday went really good. Really pleased with the results. We got a lot of views. We had a lot of engagement with all of our audience, leaving their comments, questions. It was a blast. And if you haven't seen it yet, go check it out. It's on our social media. It will be up soon on Instagram. But it's it was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, I do want to say, though, uh, speaking of social media, you can actually follow us at State Republic 12 on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. If you search for it on Facebook as well, at State Republic 12, it'll point you directly to our Facebook page. Also, we have a Facebook group called Sacramento Soccer Fans. Please check it out. Please join and uh, be able to talk about anything that you want that's soccer-related. Even if it's not in Sacramento, if you want to talk about how great your Premier League team is doing, as Sharon might be <laughs> talking about, then you can there as well. So we welcome anybody who is listening. You don't even have to live in the Sacramento area. Please check it out and join. Uh, we have been seeing more and more people join, as I've, I've been mentioning over the past couple of weeks. And it's awesome to see you all joining. So uh, come on down, join, and uh I can talk about anything soccer related to everyone on the group there as well. Again, as we mentioned here at the beginning of the podcast, we are now doing videos. And for those of you listening, if you want to still listen, please continue to listen. Uh, but if you want to also watch us, aside from just listening to us on the podcast, then hey, then you now have a way to also watch us, to watch the people that we interview watch their facial expressions, watch us laugh in the background while we're probably muted, something that you just can't see on the podcast. And to see other things that, again, you don't really see because I edit it out, which is the case of maybe uh, Sharon's cat walking around and uh, saying hi to the audience <laughs> uh, and things in that style. So things that are really funny. These are things that happen because, again, we're we're not recording in the same spot. You can't really control for anything. And it's really it's really cool to see that, right, Sharon? Yeah, it's like instant outtakes. <laughs> You're gonna see them, you know? So it, it's it's pretty cool. But Luis, I am pretty excited about who we have on as our guests tonight. So um yeah, it was it was good to get them hooked up and and get them engaged and be able to see them. Um, here in a couple of minutes, being able to see them. Yeah. So without further ado, if you want to introduce them and uh, we'll have them here. Yeah. Okay. Well, tonight we are featuring Drew Scundrich and Matt Mahoney as part of our alumni series. So here we go. Hey, welcome tonight. Welcome to the State of the Republic podcast. And we have these wonderful guests with us. We have Drew Skundrich and Matt Mahoney. 
excellent alumni from Sac Republic, and they've they're they're going to get us caught up on some things. We're going to ask them a few questions tonight. So, and if you have any follow up questions, maybe we can put them on the spot down the road. And, and there's always a chance that we get to see them again. So, welcome. Hey, let's get caught up on the past month or so and find out about how you two are doing. So. Sure. <laughs> you know, Matt, you got signed by a former coach, uh, Brendan Burke, and he's now leading the Colorado Switchback. So talk a little bit about that. And Drew, now that you're a free agent, how how's that experience going? So we'll get to those two particular questions. But in the meantime, let's get caught up. Yeah, so uh, I actually I drove home from from Sacramento. My brother flew out and we drove home um, mid-November. So that was pretty cool. Saw a lot of nice places on the way back. Um, then I got home uh, and... Basically, I'm from Poughkeepsie, New York, so I, I go back to my parents' house. Uh, so it was nice seeing them because I didn't see them for 10 months uh, being on the sack because they couldn't come out and all that. So I saw my brothers to their home. Uh, these are the nephews that were all, you know, a year, almost a year older now. So it's nice being home for a couple months. Uh, but other than that, not much has changed. Just working out and trying to stay in shape and train safely and get ready for next season. Uh, and with Colorado, I'll just cover it quickly, was I was very fortunate um, – because we know how it is now with the USL. They haven't announced much what's going on. Uh, so I was very fortunate. My co- old coach got the job, and he gave me a call up, and it all kind of happened pretty quick after that. So I'm very lucky to have a team and, and ready to get going in 2021. Yeah, you're right. With a few of the teams folding or just not continuing on in 2021, you are one of the rare you know, signings at, to be able to keep going. And we're so proud of you, and we're so happy with, for you. Some more questions Thanks. coming for you later. Drew, your turn. Yeah, so um, so after the season ended in Sacramento, I um, came back to the DC area where my my wife was playing soccer, um, and I actually I actually joined them in their training sessions um, for a few weeks or so, and that was super fun to be able to train with her and her team and get to know who she spends all her her time with. So that was really fun. And then other than that, the main thing that happened to me this offseason was buying a house with, with her. So um, we actually bought a house in December, and we're still in the process of, of moving in. We still have to get some furniture and whatnot, but um, I was super excited about that. Um, and as for next year, I'm, I, I don't have a team yet. I'm looking to still play soccer. Um, one of the main well, the, the main reason I, I left Sacramento was because I wanted to be with my wife. I think for me personally, the distance just was too tough. Um, and I just, I just feel happiest and, and at home when I'm with her. And she has a really secure job in, in DC with the Washington spirit. So um, I think it was kind of the viable option for us. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to, to be with her finally um, after a year of marriage apart, so that's awesome. Yeah, okay. well, congratulations on the new house, and you know it's great that you're able to to be back there uh, together too. So great to hear that. Yeah. So this question is for uh, both of you. Um, you know, we, we know you were in Sacramento for a little while. Can you tell us uh, what are the top three things that you take from your experience in Sacramento, and you can include, you know, maybe favorite road trips, hangouts, maybe locker room antics. That's a that's, gotta, a, that's a good question. First. Yeah, yeah. Top three experiences. Well, we could we could say now because we're not there anymore. We're all adults. Uh, there were a couple of good nights going out with the team when they're pre COVID uh, 2019, 2020. There were a lot of fun guys in the team. Everybody got along. 
So just going out, having some drinks with each other, there are plenty of those great experiences. Um, that that's what I think of off the bat. Those specific trips. Drew was my roommate for every trip, so <laughs> we did, we uh, we live with each other in the apartments, and then we we were with each other in, in uh, the rooms too. Yeah, um, along those lines, like more more soccer related for me, one of the biggest um, kind of learning experiences I had was this past year. Um, I was I was fortunate enough to to be captain. Um, and I, I learned a lot. Um, and, and Mark Briggs was extremely helpful in developing my leadership skills, um, trying to balance that with playing. So I take, I take extreme gratuity just, just for him and, and helping me along the way. So along, along with all the fun that we had <laughs> off the field, I take that as, as something that's really beneficial for me. And leading off that, um, we both came from the steel obviously as well uh, where that's more of a two team and the competition is a little less. So this is our first time being in a real team in the professional environment for me, especially uh, the competition was far more difficult than it was, for example, in, in prior experiences. Um, so that's something I'm grateful for because it makes you learn who you are, uh, helps obviously build, build character and just, you know, kind of teaches you about how we get to deal with certain situations um, in soccer. So that's excellent, but I'm going to jump ahead to kind of a, a a weird question. When we talk about memories, like who was the biggest jokester, you, Matt, Drew, or is it Sam? You know, the three, uh, of, the three you. of us? Out of the three of us, I would say Matt, <laughs> yeah, for sure. For the, yeah. yeah, I'm a little weird, but that's all right. <laughs> Drew, you have to spill the beans. What happened? <laughs> Huh? What happened? What did what's what Maddie like? What's Maddie like? I know examples. he I know he's a big kind of like a big goober, but I mean that's why I love him. I mean, come on. So there is there is a point this past this past season where it had gotten to a point where Matt would say something ridiculous or just like make a random noise every day. So Sam and I bet him it was like a dessert or something like that, um, that he couldn't go a full day without saying something ridiculous. And I, I didn't think last he, till noon. I yeah, <laughs> he lasted until like lunchtime. And then he said something yeah, and he was like, oh, no. It was absurd. So, so that just kind of sums up how Matt is every day. Well, what were some of those things? If you guys could, could say anything. <laughs> I mean, some of them were like weird stuff. You would send someone in a Snapchat just like, me just I, if you think of the most ridiculous things you can think of like me making weird things with my face just like <laughs> any weird noise you could think of that's kind of what it was just because i was obviously very comfortable around drew and sam um and we were in quarantine kind of got to us there <laughs> i mean uh, we were, yeah, yeah i can i can give one example so <laughs> i missed you to hear what this there is there <laughs> there are so many points where we would just be so bored and like we'd be watching tv or something and then Matt would like get a plastic fork or an empty water <laughs> bottle or something, and he he just started throwing it around the room and chasing oh, it, throwing it again, chasing it. It was it, it was a lot funnier in the time being than than explaining it, but uh, super. It sounds ridiculous to hear it now. Yeah. Well, I think you guys needed like a dog, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounded like you guys had a pet. And it was na- his name. Don't oh, worry. Drew was very close behind in the weird department. Sam was kind of a father figure. Sam wouldn't steep, like, stoop so low. But Although he did wear funny costumes when you guys did Tasty Tuesdays. You went off the rails a couple times with your costumes <laughs> on Tasty that Tuesdays. That was quarantine. That's, that was yeah, quarantine. We needed something to look forward to and make it interesting. Excellent. 
So I don't mean to go from fun to serious, but you know, well, actually you could make it kind of fun. You both transitioned from coach Simon to coach Mark. Um, how was that transition? Cause that's not a common thing. You know, sometimes you end up seeing a change of change of players as well. But you guys made it through the transition. What was that like? Uh, I'd say obviously they're two very different people and two very different coaching styles. Um, personally, I struggled under Simon in the beginning and felt like I had to prove a lot. Um, but then I had some success mid season and it was up and down. Um, and I just say it's something that I experienced in pro sports for the first time was dealing with different coaches and how they go about things. So the transition is kind of like, I, I, I like to use if you get a new boss, for example, you kind of have to try to please all your bosses. And so that's kind of what it's like. Uh, it was a smooth transition and coach Brace came in and, and did a great job. Uh, Simon did a great job as well. So, so yeah, I think it was pretty smooth. It's just, you know, how you deal with it and how you're able to then please like the new coach that comes in. Yeah, I think it was a, a pretty smooth transition as well. I think that Mark was was really prepared going into season. Um, he had sent us a document with his playing style before we had even gotten there for preseason. So um, he was, yeah, it was it was really fluid, and you could you could tell when we got there, everyone was was ready to go, and we all had a couple goals in mind with just like. Um, him keeping the standards so high, everyone needed to be to, to be up to that level to to be on the squad. So um, he just implemented a, a good culture right off the bat, and I think that if if COVID didn't happen, I I feel as though we would have been more successful. Um, but yeah, I, I felt like it was pretty smooth. I think it's it's beneficial for us because it's nice to go back to the same club you were at the year before. Cause then you're familiar with more of the players on the team. You're familiar with the locker room, the stadium, the fans, the GM was the same. So that was really helpful for myself. Um, yeah. Just the familiarity made it a lot easier. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good. So my question, uh, if you guys ever talk about soccer together, I don't know, maybe you guys don't follow, uh, the, the soccer outside of uh, your own play as much but what what is usually your favorite chatter back and forth is it more on like Premier League is it on like a certain team uh, what what do you guys normally talk about when you talk about the, the sport outside of your own careers of course um well last year the past two years so Sam is a huge <laughs> Manchester United fan and so obviously he wants to watch every single game. And sometimes we would watch in our living room and Matt and I, we, we would do everything just to, to bust him. Yeah. If, if United would like give up a goal or even far or if we're playing well, we would just make sure he knew about it. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, between us, like we, we both follow soccer. We both watch actually MLS too. Like we both have friends that are in the MLS. So we follow along with that too, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing specific. Like I, for myself personally, I don't really follow any but any team specific. So it's kind of just generally, I enjoy watching. You know, I really liked you before, but now you mentioned that you were bagging on Sam from Menu, and that's kind of like one of my favorite teams. So, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You can't say anything right now. I think they're they're doing pretty. Yeah, well, they, so. they are. They're pretty. I think they're staying. They are. Or second. Yeah. Yeah, we'll know we'll know a little more tomorrow. I think the English Premier League resumes tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So, yep. So, anyhow, uh, so that was that was interesting that you guys do talk soccer. I'm sure you talk about now you're talking about new home stuff, but anyhow, 
So, so Matt, <clears throat> here's that question that I had you guys prepare for. Oh, yeah. if you pick a walkout song for Drew. What would you choose? And Drew, so, you get to have the same question back. So there's a song. So yeah, it was tough, tough to pick because Drew likes a lot of different music. Um, the top top ones he listens to are he likes he likes Caribbean island music. That's a big one he likes. <laughs> And he'll dance around the apartment with that. There was a song that came out this year called Blessed. I can't remember who it's by, yeah. but you can blast it and just go crazy dancing. But I think any Ariana Grande song, Drew's a huge Ariana Grande fan. So you put like Seven Rings or her new album on, and Drew, Drew will thrive. He'll absolutely thrive. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He's laughing. Drew, is this like true? It's, yeah. Everything <laughs> he said is true. So your walk-up song would be Ariana Grande or Blessed. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's just what Matt said it would be for me. I don't know if I would choose it. But... He may not choose it, but if I were to, that's how I would see your walk <laughs> That would be awesome. I'm sure your wife would really appreciate that, though, seriously, yeah. you know? <laughs> and so, Drew, same question back about Matt. What would you uh, pick as his walkout song? Come on. I, I would choose Cotton Eye Joe. Um, just because we used to, we used to play that on, on road trips and sometimes before home games, just like right before we were about to leave, just something fun to get us. Like, we would excited. get up and like dance, like do the dance in the room and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then go out to the bus and go play. It's fun. But again, I probably wouldn't listen to it, yeah. but <laughs> it's not the worst song to get going for a game, but <laughs> I, I guess that, that's what happens when you're roommates, right? I mean, you got to. You got, you got to know what your favorite music is right outside of the, the car, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's cool. That's cool. It's, it's cool to, to have that develop, right? Have that, uh, like camaraderie develop. And, you know, we see it on the field too. And it works out. It works out good too. And I think it, it's one of those things that when the team makes it to MLS, we're probably going to lose, right? Because no one's really going to be uh, rooming together. And, uh, you know, hopefully that, that doesn't affect us too much, but, you know, it is really cool to, to see the uh, chemistry on the field as well. Sure. So who else are you guys keeping in touch with right now from your time in Sacramento? Like, is there anyone that, you know, regardless of not being around here, you guys are still going to be in contact with? Uh, maybe also any favorite memories you guys have with people that you met in Sacramento and whatnot? Go ahead, you, you start. Um, so I've, the main guys I've kept in touch with so far have been, um, Sam, Tomas, and then Andrew Wheeler. Um, but I, I had so much fun with like ev everyone, every single one of my teammates. So I'm sure I'll be keeping in touch, giving them a call every once in a while. Um, yeah, cause I just had so much fun with all of them and would love to, to keep up with them. Yeah. I'm obviously Drew, Sam, um, but I and that and of course, but uh, I talked to Jordan McCrary a little bit as well as uh, Hayden Sargis and Jaime and Shannon Gomez. I, I talked to a little bit, so I'll definitely miss those guys. I uh, have built great relationships over the two years, so I'm glad to be back out in the West to be able to go play them again. So that I'm excited for for that. Yeah, and I was curious, did you guys get like I know that the front office staff, you know, besides the coaching and the technical staff. You know, you probably had a chance the first year, more so second year, um, to get friendly with them. And then, Matt, I do have a more serious question for you. So was there anybody in the front office that sticks out for you? Uh, the ones that we were most close with were J.J. was huge with the media for us this year. Uh, Kevin Burdick, 
Um, you know, Ira was close with us a lot. Uh, who am I missing? Allison helped us on the financial side. Um, yeah. You know, Ira was an answer on our Jeopardy. She was. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you guys mentioned her because that means that, you know, you know what she did and that's important. Yeah. 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 Cool. 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 But Maddie, this is a, more of a serious question. Now I've talked to you about this um, before because I've always been impressed, but you know, how do you naturally pick up that, uh, that swivel head, you know, the, the skill to examine the field in front of you during intense and fast, um, fast paced play. I mean, you, I saw you do that. I used to play outside uh, defender when I got older. <laughs> My younger years, I was up top, not never a midfielder because I never had the tank like Drew, but we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, how did you develop that? I mean, like, was that just a natural thing or did you have to learn to do that? No, it definitely took a lot of practice. Um, honestly, I think a lot of it is just repetition, you know, seeing this field in the same spots over and over again, you almost see kind of automatic, like first, second, places you should be looking and stuff like that but obviously I, I still make a lot of mistakes doing it but it's kind of just that um with my time at the steel and, and in sack um instilling obviously in my position like simplicity because we can't risk a lot as a center back or even playing outside back so it's kind of just simple things like that where sometimes I, I would try to either overplay in times where I should hit it long but yeah definitely something um that was more learned than just me naturally having it because like I started playing at outside back. I played there in college. And then when I was put there in center back at 2018, it was a different angle. I hadn't played there in a while. So it was definitely um, a learning process, but it's gotten easier uh, as I've gone along. So how did you learn to use both feet? Cause you've learned to use both feet. Most of the time, if you're on the outside right side, you're kind of a right footed where the left foot is just hit there to hold you up. Well, I can say my left foot could definitely use some work. I'm obviously not as confident with it as my right. But again, just repetition, uh, you know, in training practice on both sides, you know, Drew and I have hit a million long balls to each other after training. So it's just, you know, being able to use both and then having the confidence to try to use it in a game, which always doesn't come off. But yeah. So th this next one's uh, for Drew. Now, uh, you're known as being that box-to-box -box player and, from what we heard from players, they, they often joke that you absolutely love running, which is good. You know, we want more players that, that love running. That's definitely uh, what you want to see from the team. What led you to you uh, developing that part of your game? And, you know, what advice would you give, I think, to other players to improve their running? It's a peanut butter and jelly seeds. <laughs> a lot of carbs. <laughs> um, I think that, I don't know. I think that I was kind of... Uh, like gifted the ability to run for a long time because I've always kind of been more fit than my teammates, like ever since high school kind of. Um, and then during college, our team was just extremely fit. Um, and being a center midfielder, you have to be able to get up and down the entire game. So I, it's always my goal to be one of the fittest on the team. Um, so I just, I just, run a lot in the off season to try to get that goal. Nice. Well, that's, that's good. I mean, <laughs> it's good to know that, that you're gifted like that. And that we need to get more players that have that ability because, you know, sometimes players not tend to not be as fast and not, not in your current squad, but in the past we've had uh, a couple, there's one that comes to mind that I don't know. He just didn't, he just didn't want to run. You know, he could run, but he just chose to just, you know, not not do that. Right. And I, th I think that Briggs is trying to find the guys that'll do the running. So 
it should be good next year. Yeah. It's like, yeah. got to play both sides of the ball, gentlemen. And pressure cover balance and the cover part is huge. And I know that's a, the three, those three words, plus there's probably more. Those are big time. Yeah. Um, this is, we're getting close to, to wrapping up with Drew and Matt, but we want to get a little more information, Drew. This is switching gears. You know, you married Abby in 2019. You talked about it a little bit earlier and that it is a passion and a job for both of you. I mean, like, how does that balance out when you both are working like in the same profession? And especially with Abby going off, you know, and she's in camp right now and, you know, you're home and you're left to do all the unpacking. So, I mean, like, how does all the distance and... How do you make it work? Yeah, um, the the distance was really tough. It's it's tough for any relationship, um, and it just there was a point last year where she tore her um, meniscus and had to get surgery, and because I was in Sacramento, I couldn't be there to support her, and that kind of ate ate at me the rest of the year um, because I want to be her support system. And she wants to be my support system. So she wants to support my dreams with being a professional soccer player, which is, which is why she was um, so willing to like, kind of like be on board with me going to Sacramento in the first place, being so far away from her. Um, But yeah, ultimately it was just a, a really, really hard decision to make because I loved every moment I spent at Sacramento and um, I felt like I was in a really good place for my career, but I just, I just wasn't as happy as I was with her. Um, and I, I wanted to kind of start our life together. So um, yeah, it was, it was a really tough choice, but we just both support each other as much as we can. Um, whether it's like going and training together um I don't know, pushing each other if we need a little pushing some days. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. Excellent. Hey, hey Sharon, can I say something? Because I know Drew wouldn't. Uh, her name is Andy. Actually, <laughs> not- I knew that. No, I knew that, Abby. And I, I even wrote Abby. I didn't your name before, but then I just wanted yeah, to. I know. It's Andy Sullivan. Everybody yeah. knows Andy Sullivan. That yeah. name's a little bit more popular than... but you know what there are people out there right now that are hoping for you for mls for both of you you know you're you're still young in your careers both of you are so you know there's there's so much more to go and you know it's it's very good well yeah matt so we we wanted to know if you could tell us more about your parents you know that they attend your games and and, uh, youth college and you know when you were in sac how did you stay connected you know we know that you're, uh, you know, all the way in New York. So it's like coast to coast, right? So it must be difficult for them to come on down. Yeah. So one of the first comments actually what my dad made when I got home was this was the first year he's never been able to watch me play a live game because, uh, yeah, they, they were, uh, they were crazy. I say crazy because they would drive like round trips, like five hours plus to come watch me play. And like growing up soccer, like competitive soccer for me was an hour and a half away in New Jersey. So we would do that like four or five, six times a week. So obviously I'm very thankful and grateful. Um, but yeah, they came to everything. They came to all my college games, anything they can get to. Um, they came out to SAC in the first year in 2019. Um, but yeah, they're, even they stay up and I'm, I'm sure Drew's parents are the same being out here. Uh, I mean, their 11 PM starts for them on the East coast, but, but they don't mind. They take their naps before and then, you know, stay up. So very grateful and thankful to have that, that support. It must have been wonderful for you to see them again 
And we want to respect your time because it's, uh, you know, I know that you guys have a, another session to go to, even though it is later on your coast. Oh, than it is yeah. <laughs> here. All right. So, um, Luis, any, any last minute questions or anything for our two wonderful Sacramento Republic alumni? Yeah. Uh, but what's a message that you guys want to tell all the community in Sacramento, all the fans and, and whatnot, since we weren't able to see you guys really right this past season, sadly. Um, so what, what is a message that you want to send to everyone? Um, for, for me, I just, I know how much you guys support us and, um, Sacramento wouldn't be successful without you guys. You guys are an extremely passionate, loyal fan base. Um, and it's it's kind of like a family out there. So thank you for the past two years um, for me. Um, it was it was a joy, and you guys made it even better. Yeah, honestly, same, same for me. I'll never forget even this year in COVID, coming back from our trips and leaving on the bus, and you guys at Cal Expo, um, you know, waving us goodbye and cheering us on. So you can't you can't get fans everywhere like that, um, especially in the USL. So thank you very much, and we'll definitely miss you guys. Awesome. And, and shout out here to Sharon for organizing some of those. Uh, <laughs> some of those. Yeah, uh, thank you, Sharon. Sharon. <laughs> hey, we just love you guys. And, you know, when you're semi-retired, you get to do those sorts of things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we miss you. We love you. We can't wait to see you. We can't wait to see what the future unfolds for, for Drew, even though the name on his shirt right now says Matt on oh, recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. It's all good. Um looking forward to seeing you guys out there on the field and we will follow you. You know, Sacramento fans are rabid. We follow you for life. Once you played for Sacramento, your family for life. Thank you very much awesome. guys. Thanks for, thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Loved having you. Thanks yeah, for, that, thanks for joining. No problem. Yeah, thanks for joining us and uh, good luck in, in your future career. Thank, thank you. you. See you. Well, that was a delightful interview. I know it was one of our faster interviews, Luis. What did you think? It, it's good. I mean, it, it's definitely really cool to see them have that great chemistry, right, that, that I talked about earlier. I mean, like I said, it, it, it's it's one of those things that makes it unique to Sacramento right now and, and being in USL, right, to have that uh, uh, home feel, right, where players know more of each other because they – they room with each other. They come from other states. So, of course, that that's uh, what happens. And it's awesome because that, that same relationship that they establish from just being roommates and hanging out all the time gets uh, uh, shown right on the pitch because they understand each other well. Maybe they practice together. I, I believe they uh, did some practicing uh, while uh, we were in the – I don't even – I wouldn't even call it off season, but – while uh, we were waiting to see if the season would even come back. And so we saw some of that, right? Some players doing their own yeah. training amongst their uh, roommates. And that's that's really cool. That doesn't happen elsewhere in, in other leagues like the MLS. And so it's cool. It's great to see that. And a really interesting conversation here with them. And so, yeah, thanks for, for setting this one up. Yeah. And I, and you're welcome. And, you know, to hear a little bit more about how Drew has progressed with Andy and buying a home, they're so young and I'm so proud of them, you know, for already, you know, getting a, a place, you know, that, that living the home base is so important. And, and, and that's what some of the older Republic players have mentioned to us as, you know, life has unfolded 
everybody gets to the point where they want to settle down a little bit and not move so much because pro sports, I mean, pro sports and entertainment is brutal on a home-based lifestyle. And so to hear that the two of them have, you know, found a way to nest and, and move, move their lives and their careers forward, no matter where they are. That was a, that was really a, a nice conversation. So maybe we can get them on Jeopardy live, you know, or one of the other, or it'd be fun to have Sam, <laughs> Sam, Matt and Drew on our, on our Jeopardy live show, the Republic Jeopardy live show. That was fun this last weekend. Yeah, th- that, that would be <laughs> something else, especially being that, that they were roommates. I think that that chemistry uh, would, would really show on a Jeopardy and it'd be interesting to like even just craft the questions, right? And find out <laughs> what are some of the questions? What's a category? Uh, maybe a category would be another player that was in the squad, the James Kiffy of 2020. <laughs> we'll have to think about who that one might be. I think there's a, a, a lot of good candidates there that, that could take over that category. Oh but, my. Yeah. Right. So I'm actually going to throw a question up, you know, in case anybody's watching, you know, what, what categories, I mean, you should send us a message. It doesn't matter on what, on what method, if you're watching the, this video podcast, let us know categories that you think would be interesting and we'll figure out a way to develop some questions and, you know, what, what should we, what should we be probing around with? Because the game show needs to be more fun than serious. Although I'll tell you, this last weekend with Valine and, and Jeremy and Jared, it got kind of, it got competitive. You could tell that they wanted to get the answers right. Yeah, it, <laughs> it really did. It was actually really interesting to have the dynamic between them. And if you haven't seen that first Jeopardy, go to our social media, go to our Facebook, our Twitter. It's on uh, both of those pages, actually on our YouTube page as well. You can also see it there. It was a lot of fun. Really cool. Our champion ended up being a billion. Bijeb, our first ever uh, champion. Again, congratulations to him. We will be seeing him on future episodes, by the way, as uh, he is uh, the champion that is uh, trying to hold on to that title. So uh, be on the lookout here as we do organize another one in the following month. We're trying to do them once a month. So should be really interesting. Should be a uh, uh, something to look forward to next month. And, you know, got to say thank you to everyone who tuned in. Last I checked, I think we were at like over 200 views on Facebook. On Twitter, I think we passed 100 views. Uh, YouTube uh, has gotten a couple as well. And it's it's awesome. For our very first one, I think it was a hit. Uh, thank you to everyone who also left comments and left their questions. A lot of them were really interesting definitely had us uh, laughing on some of them and uh it's it's cool it's cool to have that interaction and we, we got through i think most of the questions if not all of them actually uh, uh, as uh i was yeah, watching we, on the replay yeah i think we did i think we got through pretty much all of them i know that there was somebody who wanted <laughs> who wanted the players to answer answer the question with the question like what is or who is <laughs> and we're like no, they're just soccer players. You, I don't want to train them. <laughs> to, you know, well, no, I shouldn't say just soccer players. A lot of them have, like, you know, de- high level degrees. They're very intelligent people. So it was a little bit of a joke. Um, but yeah, we're not going to hold to the true Jeopardy format. Maybe as we go a little further down, you know, we might have to do that. Danny, <laughs> I think it was Danny that said yeah. there there's rules to Jeopardy. It's like, yeah, sort of. That was fun. 
It was good. Yeah. And we do appreciate everybody watching this interview with uh, with Drew and Matt. And then, you know, of course, watching the Jeopardy. I, I think I think I had family members watching and it was it was great. And then friends that are family. I, I know that some of my my good friends were, were watching as well and probably having a, a good chuckle. So anyhow, can't wait. So if we were thinking down the road, like if we got Joe Wagner or Warren Smith, Luis, what kind of questions or categories would we want to get if we had them on? Oh, that that would be interesting. I, I think one that comes to mind right away is definitely doing a history of soccer in the U.S. Let, let's test their uh, soccer knowledge of uh, anything that has gone on here uh, in our country. Possibly worldwide too, but I think in, in our country would be an interesting one for them. And I think it would also be interesting to do a trivia in their hometowns. I, yeah. I believe Joe is from St. Louis, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Warren, I'm not too sure where he's from. You, you, I'm sure you know more than I do on that. We um, can find it'd out. Be, it'd be interesting, right? Let's do a category on their uh, uh, hometowns and see if they know their history of their hometown. Let's see who knows more about their uh, Yeah, their, uh, hometown. We, we may find out some uh, history that's not in the history books if we ask those sorts of questions. They, they, may, know, they may know something that nobody wrote down which is always the fun part, you know, and they, they both were involved with baseball. Um, you know, Joe's a huge uh, baseball, baseball fan and, and Warren helped establish the Sacramento river cats. So it would be interesting to have like kind of a random category where <laughs> we ask some uh, interesting, you know, like off the wall questions about things that they have done in the past to see what they remember about their own personal, you know, endeavors. And that would be, that would be a lot of fun with the two of them. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Or not, if they know that or not, and yeah, I, I know Joe was actually involved in the Modesto Nuts here locally, right? my yeah. hometown, which I thought that was a uh, really cool as well. So yeah, that, that'd be interesting. Let, let's see how much they know their baseball, their actual yeah. baseball teams. Right? Yeah, that would be fun. And then you know, with Warren's current endeavor and with the uh, San Diego Loyal, it, you know, it's all good. Whatever, whatever we come up with, we'd have to have a third contestant in there. And I'm almost thinking. We had a question asked by somebody, and his name was Brent Sasaki. Now, remember, Brent comes from the Sacramento Kings as well. He has a long history. He's an incredibly talented man. Um, so that would be a fun person to pair up with uh, with Joe and Warren to see who knows what about the other. You know, that, that would be fun. We could throw in some UC Davis Aggie um, questions, you know, to make sure that we offer Brent an easy category, <laughs> not easy, but you know, something he would know. So that's fun. This is all fun. And I'm so glad we, we stepped up and, and did a, a Jeopardy live Luis. That was fabulous. And I know that, you know, a lot of kudos goes to the, one of the other hosts of that for kind of thinking it up. And that was crash crash Kitka. Um, that, you know, that was a, uh, that was good that he got in touch with us and said, Hey, let's think about doing something kind of fun. And then Luis to have you kind of design some of the stuff behind the scenes and, you know, and it was great. I'm, I'm really proud of what, what, what happened just happened. Yeah. Uh, I agree too. I mean, it, it was good. And uh, yeah, shout out to, to crash. I mean, he, he definitely was the one who brought up this idea to us too. And 
we did all, always wanted to come back to the live scene. Uh, as, as you guys have, have known, right, in, in our previous podcast, we, we actually did do lives. And so season isn't going on right now. So <laughs> we have to think outside the box when we do the live. And, you know, I'm really glad that it worked out. I think there, there were... a there was a minor thing here and there, I think, that happened. But, of course, you expect those things uh, when you're first doing your first uh, live game show. And, uh, yeah, uh, shout out to you, Sharon, for those categories. Really well thought of. And I, I was surprised by hearing some of the answers of our contestants. But it was actually good. I think we all had a good laugh at, at hearing some of the guesses. And, and you know, I, I think Bishop, right? Whenever you're in one of those situations where you're put in the spot where you have to think about someone's name or about a, a statistic or something, it can be really easy to say the wrong thing or <laughs> to get it wrong. And, uh, you know, it's it, it was funny to, to see that, too. But I, I know had it been Sharon, Crash or me on there, maybe we would have gotten some of those answers wrong as well or would have had a wrong um things to say or maybe the incorrect smith right as <laughs> as is the case with the jared uh two there but uh, all was good i think we, we had good laughs uh during our live and like i said earlier too our questions were really good too thank you everyone you had some really interesting questions for our uh, guests and uh yeah also gotta say also shout out to our participants of course uh to uh Bijev, to jeremy to Jared, uh, it was a good mix, and we had two players on a super fan of the Republic two out of Phoenix. It was it was a really good dynamic that that the three brought to the table, and you know that that that's one of the things that we looked at is that we wanted to have a group that had a really good dynamic that would have us all just laughing and enjoying ourselves during that live, and it was good. And and you know we we've gotten a really good. Uh, response from people who have seen it and again if you haven't seen it it's on our social media there for you to check it out i am going to be putting it up on instagram as well uh sadly we can't go live on the instagram i wish we could but uh, our uh, streamer provider uh, doesn't have that option yet also for the listeners for anyone watching us since we're also on video format we will also have an opportunity for you to also be on as you saw jared was on as well but we also want to have fans participating in the game show in a couple of them. Uh, so if you are interested in being in one, please send us a message, leave a comment, just try to get into contact with us in whatever way possible. And uh, we will try to have you on a future Jeopardy. Um, but do act quick because there are limited uh, uh, opportunities. Uh, but as of now, we're only doing it once a month. Uh, we'll see if that changes in the future, but right now uh, we are going to be doing it once a month. Uh, there's a lot of work that we put to have it on, and so as much as we would love to have one each week, you know, it's it is a a little bit uh, challenging too. But for now, we have that. We might have other kind of live shows in the future, maybe other kinds of games aside from Jeopardy. So be be on the lookout for that. You know, this was barely our 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 first uh, live game show, but there are other opportunities to, to do other um, game shows. So I wanted to say to everyone, thank you for tuning in to our very first, uh, not just podcast audio, if you're listening to on our podcast, but also our first video, which we call a video podcast. You know, it's going to be us here talking, uh, uh, 
parts of it edited, not so much as the podcast. So you might notice some <laughs> moments where maybe our internet kind of freezes because we are recording uh, via a, a platform that allows us to record uh, multiple people at once. And of course, we're not in the same room, so we can't really <laughs> have the same camera recording all of us. So these things are going to be happening. Uh, but if you tune into our podcast, if you're not listening to the audio form, that's all going to be it. Uh, but we just thought we would also have the video of us actually doing interviews posted on the show as well. Um, is that always going to happen? Maybe not always, but we are going to try our best to try to have it uh, up uh, most of the time uh, on our uh, YouTube channel, also on social media, potentially. Uh, but for the for the um, beginning, we're just going to be on YouTube. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel. It is actually one of the more convenient platforms for most people to tune in as everyone has YouTube on their phone and you could stream to your TV and have us playing on your TV as well. And so please subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're not already. Uh, you can find us by searching State of the Republic podcast on YouTube. If you can't find it for any reason that way, then you can also uh, look up Republic Jeopardy live. You can also find it that way if you uh, find it via our actual live show that we did, as that was actually our first ever video too. So might take a little while before YouTube uh, gets us uh, showing up for our own name since we are a relatively new channel. But we are going to be putting up again most of our podcast recordings on there uh, with this cool little nifty format, this nifty background, our logo that you see here on the screen that if you see the Republic Jeopardy, it's all familiar. We're trying to have uh, our, our show also again be on the video format showing you uh, essentially the raw footage, I guess we could call it, Sharon. Of, <laughs> if we make yeah, a mistake, do a blooper, it'll probably show up. It'll show up. But the cool thing about having the uh, video podcast when we do it periodically is being, you know, for people to be able to see all of our faces and our guests, the faces of our guests. Um, you know, we, we were behaving ourselves a little bit. Luis is well behaved all the time, but always not so much myself and some of the other hosts were not as well behaved. Um, so, you know, you may see or you may hear somebody's cat. It's just like being on Zoom for work or whatever. You know, you, there's other things that happen, you know, on the video that, yeah, I could mute it, but then all of the next thing you see is the cat walking across. So it, it'll, it's, it all makes it very much more interesting in my mind. And I, I love seeing the guests. I love, I love knowing that you can see the guests that, you know, anybody who's watching it can also see the guests, but listening to them is just as powerful. Like if you're in the, in the car and you can't pay attention, you put on the podcast. It's great to listen to all of it. And Luis, that's great. I'm looking forward to the next one that we do. And I would just tell everybody, stay tuned. We've got good stuff up our sleeves. Yeah. So it's, again, yeah, it's really interesting. You get to see us in a video. And if you didn't believe that we were actually interviewing uh, former players or anyone else that you hear on the podcast, then here you go. Here's our proof that, <laughs> proof. that we are actually talking to them too. And so, again, thank you everyone for tuning in to our video podcast and also to everyone who is listening Thank you for listening to the podcast as usual. Have a great night, and we will see you next time. Good night, everybody.